Welcome back, Bills fans, NFL fans. It's Blue Mafia, baby. The Bills are sitting very, very high on the chair of the NFL. Power rankings everywhere. Looking at the Bills as the favorites. I'm going to tell you why they still have a big test on primetime this Monday night. And we're going to keep the show rolling on a Saturday here. I got college game day rainy day here in Buffalo, New York. We're still going to do the implications in the second part where we break down the top five quarterback matchups of the week. But I'm going to break down a little bit of why the Bills are so hot right now and also what they're going to need to do to take down the Kansas Titans down in Nashville. Shout out Rob Johnson on the ankle tape drive as well. So, let's do it. Thanks for listening. It's week six. Let's go. So, here we are. Tennessee Titans. Last year, the Bills went down a little bit late. A lot of people tend to forget. It was the beginning of the season. Well, it was the beginning of getting used to a new season under COVID restrictions. There was an outbreak in Tennessee. They had to cancel their game against Pittsburgh, and we ended up playing them, I believe, on a Tuesday, Tuesday night football. Odd game, odd travel, odd fans. The Bills got smacked in the mouth. Uh, They did hold... Travis Henry to three yards of carry, but it was Ryan Tannehill all day long. Uh, several huge runs, only 46 yards or so on the on the ground, but a big touchdown where he, I believe that was the game, he almost tore his ACL on a uh, finger roll celebration. Excuse me. The front seven for the Bills obviously is a force and Greg Rousseau Jolly Green Giant is as I predicted last week and I was very happy with the pick another uh, just really beautiful soul that Brandon Bean picks out matched with a God-given body that obviously is just able to physically dismantle anyone's technique and I find it humorous that a lot of people found him to be too green, too raw you know some guys like him just like Josh Allen just like Spencer Brown for some reason these big athletes that are just really nice and really good people people write them off you don't know why Spencer Brown, Greg Rousseau, Josh Allen, Dawson Knox uh all guys that are just physical specimens that's for some reason people couldn't get the best out of them but the bills have a recipe for success obviously uh leslie frazier doesn't get really the press or notoriety that uh brian dable and coach sean mcdermott really get in the in the national media but tony dungy speaking up for for him, Leslie Frazier putting a great package together to stop the Kansas City Chiefs last week, but also 
what I stated in, in the articles, which you can find on bluemafia.com, BLEU, Bills Lovers Everywhere United. Um, the way that the Bills were able to just get a kill shot on every single play, gangbanging, just absolutely gangbanging and getting shots, taking shots and gangbanging. Excuse my NSFW language, but the way that the Bills were bloodthirsty wolves just going after prey, coming down like a hawk, swooping down talons from the safety position, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, as I've stated, I just feel I don't know why they don't get the national respect that they deserve seasoned veterans that stick around with a nice small program small market program that's grown organically you know josh has obviously taken us over the top on offense but those two guys really are the quarterbacks of the defense tremaine Edmonds also stepping up you forget how young he is his instincts are truly remarkable he is so fast the one thing that i've had on him since he came into the league was his strange um in it in not inability but lack of desire to hit uh he's such a big strong guy he wouldn't really need to do much to really lay the lumber but he always seems to do this new style of tackling that is genuinely taught which is coming and wrapping and not landing on the guy well hey jordan poyer he had a textbook hit on travis kelsey which I did have a predict on the weekly hashtag book it uh, every week. You can follow me on Twitter, but I do put out a little prediction, little prediction on what I could foresee forecast happening and my booked score. So book it. Come book it with me, baby. I did book the Travis Kelsey Injury, well, not injury, but him taking a shot. I did book Travis, uh, Tyreek Hill being wrangled. And overall, I was just really happy to see Greg Rousseau show out on primetime as I really predicted he would. And one thing that I was talking to a client of mine at work about that I think goes, I mean, it doesn't go unsaid, but crucial that. In my opinion, Greg Rousseau having played wide receiver in high school versus having been, you know, just a traditional lineman his whole life. It's a lesson in playing different positions and how true football players rise to the occasion. And obviously he's a God given talent and his body is probably could play basketball, probably could play volleyball, probably could play tennis. He's just such a freak, you know, baseball. He could probably play any sport, but the fact of the matter is he started out as a receiver. He could have probably quit and not continued when they told him he had to play D-line. Maybe he loved defense his whole life. Who knows? I'd love to ask him sometime about that transition. But the fact that he's been speed and space and knows the game from an offensive angle, that's, that's just something that people talk about being raw. That's my counter to that. A guy that plays wide receiver and knows the game and knows the ball skills that a, an offensive skill position needs to have, he knows what's he knows what is on the other side 
he knows the offensive game so that's that eliminates any threat of any greenery rawness and the fact that they call him green the jolly green giant uh he's he's quickly become one of my favorite players another really quick shout out matt judon he's on the enemy he's on the patriots former baltimore raven but i've always just loved his tenacity on the field and the way that he plays the game i saw a picture of him that a couple of years ago and he uh was doing a one-on-one there's a photo of him and a developmentally just developmentally disabled uh youth and the kid just had his arm around him and judon had his arm around him and that was just really special but it's just cool to see these big giants with uh kind heart that can you know be an assassin really on the field but also be a jolly green giant off of it the bills are gonna need to do a few things to stop the titans um obviously we're trending in the right direction we see a lot of good things happening not not a lot of bad things no turnovers versus the chiefs i think that's crucial Having no turnovers from Josh, having no turnovers from Singletary, Moss, nobody put the ball on the ground. We forced turnovers. We capitalized on turnovers. Another thing about Hyde and Poyer that goes understated, the fact that they catch tips, tip drill, we capitalize on those. And a lot of those come on those guys. Again, great ball skills, quarterbacks on the back end of the defense. But couple things they're going to need to do obviously stop king henry uh you know they held them pretty pretty good last year but they're going to need to obviously stop him at least from getting in the end zone he can run for 400 yards if he has to but it's the treacherous drives that end in him just pounding you into the end zone they're going to need to respond to adversity this week they're going to need to continue to gang bang tackle they're going to need to rise to the occasion. They're going to need to surround the runner and not take him on one-on-one like Josh Norman tried to last year. We know what happens when you try to do that. We need multiple hats on the ball, and that requires an attention to him. And it's hard to keep your attention on him if Ryan Tannehill's going the other way. And they also bring in Jeremy McNipples, who is a pretty good pass catcher out of the backfield and he they use him in two back sets which sort of forces you to keep a linebacker on and not be able to bring in that nipple but that nickel nickel but Teron Johnson he should be able to stay out there forever in that situation and you know we hit and if we need to we have depth obviously and I really think that the Bills get to Tannehill often early and late He's going to be having to scramble around. The Bills are pretty good in scramble drill. Those two safeties, again, Trey White, good in scramble drill. We we don't break down in scramble, and that's why I think that we'll probably get to Tannehill. He'll have to get out of the pocket quite a bit. He'll probably succeed here and there, but I do believe that we're going to blitz the shit out of him, and he's going to be running for his life all day, so... Can he rise to the occasion? Probably here and there. Julio Jones coming back. They have some athletes on the outside, but Ferkser, I believe, is their only tight end. Johnny Smith, not there anymore. 
Um, they're going to have to get after Tanny. They're going to have to slap him on the fanny. Keep keep riding the wave, though. Uh, final point, Josh, great game last week. I had tweeted at him a couple years back after on like a Thursday watching Russell Wilson just slowly choke a defense by repetitively running in the right moments and getting down and not taking any hits. And the one thing that I've realized over the years since being a player is when you get down and you slide, it's not only a matter of keeping yourself protected, but it really does mess with the defense's head because they don't get a chance to get the hit on you. It's not only that you keep safe, but then they don't get to get the hit on you like the Bills did on every play versus the Chiefs last week. And like I expect the Titans to on the Bills because Vrabel's a big, tough guy. But Allen was great. I think that was his best game, protecting himself and running and not taking hits. And then you see the result. No turnovers, big yards, big smiles all around. Uh, But he's gone from the farmer to the gambler to the general. And now I believe he needs to just ride this wave like the relaxed surfer from California. He's got to just ride the wave of this bloody defense. You know the movie The Shining with the big red wave of death? That's the Bills' defense this year. Leslie Frazier has them hitting like an 80s team, and all Josh Allen needs to do is ride that big red bloodthirsty wave that is this Bills' defense. So from the farmer to the gambler to the general to the surfer keep it cool Josh we'll be right back with the NFL implications top 5 quarterback matchups of the week baby let's go hey there guys we got the NFL implications top 5 quarterback matchups so here we go what do we got? First one, we got the Chargers versus the Ravens. I got Herbie versus Lamar. You know what we do here. Every week I do a little old coach, different coach voice, character, cartoon character type voice. But you know what it is. It's the NFL implications. We're doing the top five quarterback matchups of week six. Chargers, Ravens. Lamar has truly stepped up. They're retiring his number at Louisville. I think that's pretty cool because he is a superstar. I remember watching him and the outlaw, Deshaun Watson, when he was at Clemson and when Lamar was at Louisville. And they had a real battle. And I watched a lot of Lamar Jackson when he was in college. He was a true lightning rod and he takes on another lightning rod the silent thunder that is Justin Herbie Hancock Herbie Herbert I said in the off season that he will be the Josh Allen darling of this year because he can do everything Josh can do and I had thought that he didn't have it in him in the chest plate behind the bones where the heart lies the strength of his heart is legit though and he leads his way 
and he's got a quarterback, former quarterback, forever quarterback, Brandon Staley, who has allowed him to speak and be the leader that he wants to be. And that's a beautiful thing to see. You can see it in Herbert's eyes. There's side-by-side pictures of him in press conferences last year, and obviously he's grown up a bit. But you can see the truth behind his eyes that he's being him, him true, his true self and feeling good about it. So that's going to be interesting, the implications there. AFC, big, big matchup. We could see those teams meeting in the playoffs. The Chargers, a team with little fans in Los Angeles, supposedly the backup team behind the Rams. I just can see them continuing to develop with this coaching quarterback and developing more and more fans. They're beautiful. They're a beautiful thing to watch. Austin Eckler, warrior, just a real warrior. You love to see that. You love to see uh, the receiver. Can't think of his name right now. 13. One of my favorites of all time. Helmet way too big. But Mike Williams also showing out. And then the Ravens on the other side. Hollywood Brown. Really, tr- really truly showing that he means something. Because a lot of people thought that he couldn't be a number one receiver. And really the threat of Lamar Jackson probably makes a difference in why Hollywood Brown is so threatening. But his speed is legitimate. And he gets over the top. He gets over the top of people. Hey, quick shout out. Rest in peace, Vincent Jackson. Sad story. Found him uh, dead last year. Uh, found him in a. Um, they found him in a hotel, and that's why kiddos out there, you gotta keep your mind and body clean. It's a machine that needs to run good and. You got to keep it clean. So let's keep it clean here. Moving on to the second implications of the week. We have Mahomes, as per usual. He's always fun to watch, but we have him taking on the unsung hero. One of the biggest unsung heroes in the history of the league, Taylor XFL. Heineke. Man, Heineke's fun to watch. He's like a little baby Brett Favre. He makes plays that a lot of quarterbacks don't even think they can make, and he probably shouldn't even be able to make. But you can tell he works hard if you go on Instagram or Twitter or whatever and check out his social media. He's always lifting, working hard in the weight room, doing core, and young quarterbacks, that's what's really important is the work you put in in the offseason Mahomes also puts in extremely hard work in the offseason both of those guys should put up numbers in that game and it should be fun to see who makes the last play Uh, Heineke man if you haven't had a chance to watch him obviously Bills fans probably did see him play versus uh, Buffalo but any other fans out there check that one out he'll be i think he'll be lighting up that team if if the bills did i think not that the bills aren't as good as them but i think that heine lights up the chiefs and what if the chiefs go two and four 
retiring Sean Taylor's number. A lot of people saying that that was a weird PR stunt. I agree. But maybe it builds a little bit of authentic spirit in the rest of the uh, Washington football team. Maybe it lights that defense up just a little bit. Maybe the ghost of Sean Taylor ignites the real warrior spirit of that defense who's been getting a lot of negative press lately. Maybe they step up to the plate. Aaron Rodgers versus Justin Fields in number three. How do you not like that one? I love a good... I love myself a good Packers-Bears matchup. And Justin Fields, obviously, everyone wanted to see him. He had a bad game. And then we see the Warrior. He had a game. He had a game last week. He's not, you know, he's not anything crazy yet. But he's got the instincts. He's got the ability. He's got the legs. And I think he's a good leader. He's kind of a quiet leader, but I think he's got it all. And he, I really think that that Bears defense could get to old Aaron. And people are not blitzing Aaron just like they're not blitzing Patrick Mahomes. Shout out uh, Cynthia Freeland's article I just read, which was freaking awesome, analytics. But nobody's blitzing Mahomes. Nobody's blitzing uh, Rodgers. A lot of people running two and four, just letting them try to pick and dump and dink and dunk. Uh, but I don't know. I, I have a good feeling about fields, but also – that's the type of game that Rodgers takes seriously just to make sure he doesn't get beat by the young kid. And in the fourth implications matchup, do does anybody know where you're listening? Who's number 13 wide receiver for the Chargers that I couldn't remember? Keenan Allen. Thanks, guys. No producer. Luckily, we got Google. Can never think of Keenan Allen's name. Always think of the now-deceased Vincent Jackson Chargers shout-out. Rest in peace. But now that we've remembered that, CTE, can't remember names sometimes. Multiple concussions. We'll get there, boys. Baker versus Kyler. Two weird names. Two former... Uh, Superstar sub six footers. Couple guys, Texas football stars, Kyler at AM. Believe he had Cliff Kingsbury possibly. No, I think I think Kingsbury had moved on from no. I know that Kingsbury was a coach at AM with Manzel, and that is where Kyler began his career. I would have to have my producer fact check that. But I believe Kyler coached uh, with Cliff back in A&M era. But also, as we know, Baker and Cliff died on a bad note. Baker moved on to Oklahoma. Davis Webb, shout out, Buffalo Bill, one of my favorites, was also sort of cast off by Cliff Kingsbury upon injury and upon a good start to a young career and then Baker came in for him if I do believe if I do believe this will be a good Texas matchup even though we have a team playing in Arizona and a team playing in Cleveland we got two 
sub six foot Drew Brees style. One of them that could run around. One of them that has the heart of a champion. Baker, come on, let's bring it out. A lot of people called him out. Marcellus Wiley called him out for check down syndrome at the end of the game last week when Herbie whipped it out and finished it off. So can Baker overcome little Kyler and the Cardinals? Kyler's cards. What if Ertz plays? Can Ertz play? <laughs> That'd be crazy. What if Ertz played on Thursday and then suited up for the cards? That'd be fun, though. I think that's a fun one. And then number five. Did you think we weren't going to include him? I think he's been included every week. He's become one of my favorite players, low-key. Dak versus Mac Mac Jones Mac Jones six six uh six yards per pass Mac versus six hundred yards per game Dak I think this one's gonna be fun. I think that I think the Cowboys run it up though. I hope they do. I think that the Cowboys run it up on Bill Belichick and Mac this is kind of make or break time for the Patriots. There's really no buzz around them at all. Even though they were showing signs of improvement from last year, there hasn't been much positive spin around them at all. They're not even looking like a playoff team, really. Gilmore leaving for Carolina. But they do get Jamie Collins back, another guy that I think is underrated. Who knows? It's the type of game that could have huge implications for the Patriots if they were to win. If they turn that around, they'd beat that Cowboys team. That That's the type of game that Belichick can flip the script. All of a sudden, Mac Jones throws for 420. There's memes. Nikhil Harry has two touchdowns. The tight ends have two touchdowns. I could see it. Max the real deal. Let him freaking spin it. Let him spin it. And that's it. That's the NFL implications for week six. I appreciate you guys listening and sticking around. You can watch this before the game. Obviously, you got a lot of time for Monday night. But I left this because I like to book it. I like to book it all. Drop your predictions underneath. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any ideas for the show. Any bird back. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Oh, go over to Blue Mafia. Read some of my articles. We'll see you.